All right, we are live. Welcome, everyone, to the Foraging Truth radio podcast. Today, we've got a real number of a story for you. I never thought I would say this, but the government may be coming for your stoves, like your gas stoves. Most of you probably have heard this on the news, that they're actually not coming for your stoves. But it was on the table that they might consider coming for your stoves. But it's a little more complicated than that. How does this all apply to uh, foraging truth? Well, it affects 40% of Americans. That's how many use gas stoves right now. And that's a lot. If you think about it, 400 million people, that's a high estimate. But 400 million, that's uh, 160 million people have a gas stove in their homes. And I, I got to say, that's that's just an astounding number. and the the reason is it's quite simple that the gases that come off of the stove they cause cancer well I, everything causes cancer doesn't it i did a little bit of looking and i found out that burning anything causes cancer potentially um including the fuel in your cars including wood natural gas oil anything all the petroleum products they uh they they produce um carbon monoxide, they produce nitrogen dioxide and microparticulates, whatever whatever microparticulates is, um, which would be a lot of different things. So it's really uh, it's really interesting to see that, that right now, okay, we're, we're talking about this and, and the nuances of it. What, what, is it. what exactly does this mean? Okay, so it would primarily be a ban on the manufacture of new stoves in the United States. And that's if we're talking about the Consumer Product Safety Commission, that, that alphabet soup agency that tells you what's legal to sell and not sell in the United States if something's harmful. They're the same ones that banned lawn darts a few decades ago. Um, so it, it's it, it's funny that that they they target stoves and and other natural gas appliances, and that includes your hot water tank, that includes your gas generator, um, that that includes anything else that would run off of. Uh, off of gas. So that could even be your natural gas fireplace that you might enjoy in your living room. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see that kind of, it's another laser in focus on something that um, uses fossil fuels, if you want to call them that, uh, for, for operation. And, and I, I think that um, th this is part of just part of the direction of moving towards everything's electric, everything's solar, everything is wind powered, but you know, they, they claim, oh, it causes cancer. Okay. So cancer rates are at a higher level than they were a hundred years ago. From, from my reading of it, I, I think a lot of people understand that to be true. Um, a hundred or so years ago, everybody cooked with wood, pretty much wood or coal, but primarily wood, wood stoves and were, were uh, ubiquitous in, in pretty much everybody's household. So but cancer rates are higher now when only 40% of the population uses the much more clean burning natural gas compared to wood. Wood puts off a lot more particulates in the form of smoke. You don't see smoke coming off of your propane stove unless you spill some grease or something on it. So that it doesn't really pass the sniff test with, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it, the, of course, this is just talking about a ban on new manufacture of uh, stoves and 
probably would include other things that that burn uh, propane. But what if that were be to be uh, furnaces too? Uh, you'd have to heat your home with electric. And what did we see happen a couple weeks ago when we had sub-zero temperatures? A lot of people lost power. Now, if you had a propane furnace and even a small generator, you could probably power that furnace and keep yourself warm. If you had a wood burner, you could keep yourself warm. If you had a propane uh, fireplace that used just a click igniter, wouldn't require electricity, you could sort of keep warm, at least in the room that that's in. So you might be able to keep your pipes from freezing too. Imagine we go to New York City, go to the state of New York. If they go through with their ban on um, on gas uh, appliances in the state of New York, it's going to be real interesting because it's, it's going to start with what the governor says there with new construction. So that means no gas heaters, no gas um, stoves, no, no gas generators for backup power in apartment buildings. So when the power goes out, and it's only a matter of time before there's another storm that the power goes out, everything's cold. Pipes freeze. It'll be worse than it is now. So I think lots of people dying in the middle of a bad snowstorm is probably a lot more serious than this this ambiguous maybe cancer risk kind of thing going on here with with um, stoves. And as I explained, lots more people cooked with wood 100 years ago percentage-wise, but cancer rates are higher now. Um, I would even say web hosting companies. Think about the entire internet. When there's a power outage somewhere out there, that means there's no power going to the servers that host some of the websites that you may browse right now. Those places use gas generators for backup. And these are big generators. They have to be because of the amount of power draw the servers all use collectively. So if they can't keep their websites up, then you can't browse the internet. And it's not just where the web, websites are hosted, but some of these places um, are, are more like routing, so routing traffic. So if you can't so that then becomes a bottleneck and and the, there's redundancy built into the internet so it's it's not a huge deal but if there's a big enough power outage or a power outage in enough areas it websites could load slower some may not load at all it could be fairly chaotic if they don't have the ability to provide um, electricity to their servers using um, natural gas or propane or gasoline or diesel um, so how does this all re relate to you? So that's the big question here. Well, practically speaking, have backups, have some redundancy yourself. So if the power goes out, how do you stay warm? Well, we've talked about some of the options. A, a wood stove may not be practical in in some places. Um, you may you may have to uh, go with something that's gas powered. But nonetheless, as long as the gas is still flowing and you have a way to light it, you you can. Uh, you can you can have heat. Um, if you have a wood stove, you have some land. Great. If you don't and you want one, I think now's a probably a good time to to start looking. Once it, or in the next few months, um, there's there's cyclical sales to everything, and I would think that um, there there'd be a jump in sales of wood stoves 
after a terrible storm and probably as winter is coming. So in the spring, maybe you might be able to, you know, uh, find yourself a good deal. I know money's tight for a lot of people, but it, it's it's one of those things. Maybe shift some priorities around. Maybe you don't need Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and things like that as much as you'd like to stay warm. You know, sacrifice is uh, a common a common term, a common concept in the Bible. You know, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, and if you're willing to sacrifice things that you enjoy. For something that is much better, something much more important, more useful, more crucial to to your life, then I think that builds character. It certainly, it certainly is going to um, be more meaningful that you worked hard for something, that you sacrificed for something. It, the thing you end up attaining has value. Uh, I believe it's Jordan Peterson said that you want to attack the dragons that are guarding the gates of the treasure you wish to attain. If we're talking in sort of a mythological or medieval context, what's the dragon? The dragon is in the way of getting what you want, which is the treasure. And so in this case, if you want a wood stove and you, uh, you're tight financially, you, know, you, have, you have to work through that. And that's going to be really hard for some people. It's going to be not so bad for others. Um, what what I wanted to bring up today too is um, the you know the the scripture says that we're to love our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor and ourselves. That, that's Jesus talking, and he's saying um, essentially that the entire Old Testament, all the law, all the prophets, everything they said is based off of those two commandments that he just gave, and. So I would say, you know, not only love your God, but rely on him as well. So the verse for today is Isaiah 26, 4, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And so trust and reliance very closely. Uh, those words are synonyms pretty much. Um, so I would say, you know, re- you can rely on the, the God of this world, uh, the creator of this world and, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But let's not forget the neighbor part of this. Can you rely on your neighbors? If times become tough, you know, maybe you can't afford a wood stove, but your neighbor has one. Perhaps it's something you could have arranged ahead of time that if there is a blackout, that there's, um, you know, a horrible storm or something like that, could you go and stay with them? Could your family, you know, double up with theirs and at least get you by in a pinch? other things to consider when when we have extreme cold uh, or we have a power outage, at least when it's below freezing, what do you do about your pipes? How how do you deal with um, your pipes uh, not freezing? And what do you do to make to what do you do to keep your pipes from freezing? It's a very simple question, but it's one that takes a little bit of looking into. And there are YouTube videos on this. I always point people to YouTube. We have this resource. You can learn more about just about anything in half an hour, in 15 minutes, maybe less than that. And you're you're at least more knowledgeable than you were a few minutes ago. Spend your time wisely. And I think that's that's the other message here. Spend your time wisely. Learn whenever possible. And um, 
make sure that getting into the scripture is part of that. Make sure that you're reading um, passages, perhaps that, um, that that you wouldn't normally look into. Uh, some things are harder to read than others. I, I'll say the you know Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers. Those are some very monotonous books, but it's because it was those are legal books <clears throat> to a to a large extent. It has the rules and laws that um, that the uh, nation of Israel was originally founded on that that the Hebrews had to follow, and it's uh, it, it it's a lot. It's a lot, but think about our legal code today, man. It's many, many thousands of pages, hundreds of thousands of pages, I'd imagine, especially if you include all the states and all the counties, townships, towns and cities. It's, it's hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of pages even. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it at all. So with that said, I would say do what you can to better your situation. Um, even the U.S. government will tell you, have three days worth of food and water on hand. Make sure you have batteries. Make sure you have flashlights, things like that. So I think it's important that that we we take their advice and perhaps go a little bit further than that um, you, you, as far as uh, providing heat and providing, um, you know, the ability to cook for, for ourselves and our families. Um, the, the Bible says that uh, he who doesn't... Um, doesn't take care of his his family is worse than an unbeliever and i mean that is that is a a very uh powerful statement i think um of course it's an extreme kind of statement you know if you don't take care of them at all you're worse than an unbeliever but let's look at the opposite of that he who takes care of his family very well is a is a believer I, I don't want to say better than a believer, but you know, someone you'll you'll know people by their fruits. So if someone does evil things, you know it's an evil person. If someone does good things, then you you will know that that's a good person. You you can kind of tell when you're talking to somebody. Um, so I, I would say that's all I've got for today. There's not too much as far as the mushroom report goes. It's kind of wet and you know yucky out. Um, there's I mean unless you want to eat some grass or uh, tree bark. We're going to be doing some more with, with tree bark specifically. Um, little fun fact, the Adirondack tribe, uh, that word Adirondack means bark eater in, in the Iroquois language. So I would imagine that they ate a lot of bark to get that kind of name. And, and as initial reading, lots, lots of trees have that inner layer between the bark and the wood. You can eat that in a lot of trees. Not all of them. There's some you don't want to eat, but a lot of them you can. And so we're gonna we're gonna put something together on that because trees have bark all winter long. And uh, if if you can if you can source some food and vitamins from that, then it, it would work in a pitch. If you absolutely had to, if there was no other way, you could at the very least eat some tree bark, which sounds. <laughs> It sounds funny. It sounds hilarious in in my mind's eye, I think. But um, it's it's definitely it's out there. Trees are everywhere. I will say, don't pull it from the main trunk. You don't want to kill the tree because you might have to come back again. And so you'd focus on smaller trees, maybe ten to twenty feet tall, 
that have branches that you can reach the branches and you take the inner bark for, from those because the tree will grow more branches. Just don't, don't cut into the trunk um, unless, unless you got no other option or unless you've skinned all the rest of the branches off the tree and that's what's left. Then that would, that would make sense. So I'd like to thank all of you for being here today. And I would greatly appreciate if you could support this channel by simply liking, sharing, subscribing, and uh, make sure you click that notification bell when you subscribe so that you will uh, be notified about these podcasts and our other videos, both foraging and some dramatized messages that uh, really get deep into topics in a very expressive way. And um, one other way to support the channel is, is to um, buy one of our shirts or our hoodies. We've got some cool stuff in our Teespring store, and when you buy that, and just get a little, you know, a little kickback here into the the ministry that we're doing, and it helps further our cause. We really appreciate it. And as always, love your God, love your neighbor, and keep foraging.